everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Today's program will conclude our conversation we began last week with the fabulous Susan Howard, who starred as Donna in the mega-hit series, Dallas. One of the other reasons I wanted to interview you, Susan, is you're not just a fair-weather Christian from everything I've read about you, and obviously now hearing you speak, that is just more confirmed. But you are very active in politics and yes, fitness. I am. Can yes. you tell us some of the things politically that you're involved in, just what you're doing now, and what you see in the future for yourself, your husband, your career? In Texas, it's uh, very easy to be a conservative and a Christian because the atmosphere here is one, probably maybe because most people say, wow, you guys down there really know who you are. Well, yeah, I guess we kind of do. I have been involved in politics since I was on the Dallas series. Uh, at that time, way back when, I think a lot of people in my neck of the woods and in others, you grow up in a family that is one political party, and the reason that they're that is because their family was that party, or whatever reasons, but I'm not sure that anybody actually sat down and said, no, well, wait a minute, what's the platform? What do they really believe? Where do they want this nation to go? How are we going to get where they want us to go with these kind of people being elected and put into office? And I sat down and I wrote Ronald Reagan a letter. And I said, Dear President Reagan, my name is Susan Howard, not as I'm on the Dallas TV series, and I know that you were a Democrat once. I was a Democrat once. <laughs> and I say this to all uh -huh. those wonderful Democrats out there, you, you <laughs> shall pass away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really want to be a conservative and a true constitutionalist. You, you, you just don't want to be identified as a party person. And anyway, I wrote this letter and I said, I just wanted you to know I'm, I'm so thankful and grateful to who you are and what you are, what you stand for, and what I see and hear and understand that you're seeking to do for this country. And I said, if there's anything I can ever do for you, ha, 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 I said, let me know. Well, he wrote me back. And he read this wonderful letter and saying, boy, yes, I understand what you're talking about, and la, 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 la. And it was a wonderful, wonderful letter. That began a relationship. And he appointed okay. me to what they called American Heroes, for Reagan, it wasn't that I was a hero, it was that there were heroes like Jeremiah Denton, who had been a POW in Vietnam, and I was kind of assigned to be with Jeremiah when he would go to certain places and speak, and I was the, quote, you know, celebrity there, Christian, godly man, and it opened opportunities for me to comprehend even more about the political process, and hopefully mm -hmm. begin to realize that you can make a difference. You can. And to understand that you have to open up your mouth and speak. And celebrities do it all the time, not wisely or intelligently, but they do it. And you can make an impact. So anyway, we were fortunate to be invited to the White House for dinner. And it was just wonderful. I still love this man. I think uh, 
as Rush calls him, Ronaldo Magnus. That's there he is. <laughs> he was an incredible man. Mm, he was. Like I say, will live forever. And after that, I just continued and uh, was asked if I would run for the board of directors of the NRA. And I was so thrilled and honored, and I did, and was elected. And I serve on the public affairs. And then we came home to Texas because we really kind of realized that things were not going to happen anymore in California. I pretty much cut my throat out there with the whole abortion issue because they wrote me out of the series after that. I didn't ask to be out. They wrote me out. But we were praying and saying, Lord, what, what do you want? And we both felt like it was time for us to move, to go home to Texas. And so we did and came home. And at that time, George Bush was considering a run for the governor. And I was asked if I would meet with him. And President Bush and I sat on a balcony overlooking the Gulf and, uh, well, the Bay, really, and Padre Island. And he told me about how he came to the Lord, how Billy Graham had led him to the Lord, and his walk with Christ. And right. I thought, this is not a coincidence. No. Again, Lord, this is not a coincidence. Right. So I began to campaign for George. And I remember one time, Jensen, we were down in South Texas campaign. It would have been a rainy, rainy day. We'd been on a bus, and a, a group of young, well, not young, uh, but families, Hispanic men who were on a school board down in a certain area, got on the bus and asked to see George and said, listen, we're deeply concerned with what they're teaching. These were not Republican people, okay? We're deeply concerned with the, the textbook situation and the, the immorality they're teaching in our schools right now, the, the whole bisexuality, the whole homosexual agenda, the mm -hmm. whole no man, no woman. This, so we're deeply concerned. We see it in the other part. We see it going that way. Can you help us? Will you help us? And he said, I believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, okay? Well, that afternoon, we're there, and we're standing in this big kind of a covered dome-like, but it's open on the side cover, and all of a sudden, the Lord said to me, I want you to say this, and I said, would, would you all hold hands with me? I said, I just would like to, to, to share something. I said, I want you to look to the person to your left and the person to your right, and I want you to realize that you right now are part of something that is going to change the way a lot of things are looked at. And I said, you're a part of history in the making right now, and you will remember this day. Well, obviously he was elected. Obviously he was reelected. Obviously he became the president twice, okay? Mm -hmm. With all the criticism and with all the unique things and still with the, the heartache of a, a terrorist attack and an attack by his own country people. And, and yes, there were things that could have been done better under his watch. Mm -hmm. But God allowed that man to be president to keep us safe. Exactly. For that time, okay? Exactly. And absolutely, and I believe that. And so I've just, Governor Perry, I've campaigned, I work with him. He's appointed me. I serve as a, well, in fact, Governor Bush did. I served on the Texas Parks and Wildlife, which was wonderful. And now I serve on the, the Texas Commission on the Arts, which is what I, I believe the arts are critical to public mm -hmm. schools. Yes. Uh, absolutely, because it is David would call and say, 
hey, you know, Saul would call to David to come and say, play the harp for me, to soothe that soul. Exactly. So it is with mankind. But the kind of, I don't know, the kind of art and, and music and stuff the kids are getting today is, is not soothing. It's disruptive and, and disjointed, and there's nothing to connect you with the beauty of God's creation in it. No, it's confusing. And so if someone like yourself has the talent and the gift to bring forth the best, something that glorifies God from a wonderful, elegant, uplifting, right. and inspiring mm -hmm. way, we need that, Susan. So We do need that, but you know how difficult it is? You were asking me, what do I see right now? One of the deepest things that concerns me is this lack of communication between children. They text each other all the time. You and I are having a conversation. We're interacting. I hear you. You hear me. The people on the radio hear you. I'm not sure our children, they, they are deaf. So Susan, let me ask you another question here. Do you think the churches, by and large, are doing their job today? No, I don't. No, I do not. Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to think that, oh, we're just like you. No, we're not. No. <laughs> We are hiding our light under a basket. That's right. That is a basket of universal acceptance of everybody. We want a whole world. No. No, the Lord said, you are the apple of my eye. You are my chosen generation, set apart unto me for righteousness. Susan, I'm reminded of the saying that says, Evil flourishes when the righteous do nothing. Absolutely. And we have not because we ask not. That's right. And the church, as we get back to it, I won't say that for my church here because I'm going to tell you it is teaching and preaching the Word of God. But to think that church is a social happening where you go in to mm -hmm. play cards with people or bingo or chit-chat about, you know, what, what hairdo you've got or what dress you're going to wear on Easter or what shoes you're going to wear. Should you or should you not wear linen after the 1st of September? You've missed the boat. Why do they think they wandered for 40 years? Why do they think or do they not comprehend that Israel was overwhelmed and taken away and taken into captivity? Do we wonder why we are in the economic situation we are in right now where there are no jobs and they're getting less and less and less? Why everything is skyrocketing? We live in the most affluent world has ever existed on this planet. And we are in the bottom of the hole because... We have no moral compass. Ruth Graham, she said, you know, God's a gentleman, and he is. He said, God comes where he is invited. God allows things to happen. If this is what you want, you can have it. Free will. This is not a God who demands that you, you click at your heels and stand up and salute him and... No, no, no. His laws are to protect you. His laws are good and honorable and decent and productive and will make a better person and a better world and a better country out of all of us. But if we do not have leaders, even in the White House, who cannot stand up for what is right and righteous, who lie indiscriminately, and, and do it, just do it in your face. Just blatantly lie. And 
they're never called to account for it. That is one of the main reasons I wanted to interview you because I sensed after everything I read and now hearing you speak that you're not only a woman of faith but you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I just know that right now the time, it is time to stand. The Lord said, having done all, you put on the armor, you do it all, you prepare, you, you walk in it, you take the sword of the Spirit, you take the breastplate, the helmet of the... Having done all, it says, you stand. It doesn't say you crumple down under the weight of this armor that you have on. It says you stand. Well, standing is not an, a lethargic thing. Stand in the Word of God and in the Hebrew means you move. You are standing in the authority and the knowledge that God has said, I have, perhaps as if I have called you to the kingdom for such a time as this. Susan, let me ask you a question. We're uh, nearing our, our time here, and I just wish we had more. We'll have to have you on again. You are absolutely incredible. If you decide to run for office one day, you must let me know. Let all of us know here in California. God and I have talked about that, and this is not my call. Well. The things I'm saying, Jensen, if you're elected, oh my. will not be allowed to do it. So, what is the answer? What are the last few words you would like to leave with Christians or anyone listening to you today? What do we need to do? Seek the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. Or write to us at Testimony, P.O. Box 1333, Palm Desert, California, 92261. That's P.O. Box 1333, Palm Desert, California, 92261. I'm Jensine Bard. Please join us again for Testimony.